In the last 10 years, our field has gone from an unknown specialty to a household name. This brings unprecedented opportunities, but we need to rise up to meet them and give our patients the care that they deserve. In order to help others get better, we need to be better. This podcast will help you to become more confident with your patients, more successful in your practice or business, and a leader in pelvic health. And we're gonna have some fun along the way. Join us as we rise together. We're Jesse and Nicole Cozine, founders of Pelvic Sanity Physical Therapy and the creators of the Pelvic PT Huddle. And this is Pelvic PT Rising. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Pelvic PT Rising podcast with Jesse and Nicole Cozine. Hey Nicole. Hello. So today we are going to do a podcast that's a little bit more about being an employee. It's about being a business owner. It's a little bit of life and business combined here, but this is all about defining success for yourself. And this is something that we have found to be quite difficult for a lot of people to do. This has been a theme that has gone throughout the time that we've been working with our business mentorship people in the Pelvic PT Rising Business Mentorship Program. And I think that that this is something that we don't typically think about. I think we think about pieces of it a lot of our days, but not necessarily putting it all together into what true success means for you, for your life. And if you're not defining success for yourself, that means you're getting that definition extrinsically. Somebody else is defining that for you. And so this is where a lot of the things that we think about as we're working as in our working life, whether we're working for somebody else or whether we're running our own business, you know, a lot of times the first thing that we think about is financial. What is the pay rate at that job? How does that compare to my current job? Am I getting a raise? What does that structure look like? Is there a 401k? All of that stuff. Is there a bonus structure? Right. All of that. All that falls in. But that's really only one piece of what true success is. And it's not just oh, more is always better with that. So a lot of times we think about the financial implications of decisions much more than all of the other intangible things, even though those intangible things are going to be what leads us to greater happiness. And there's a ton of research out there, psychological research that shows that, that above a certain level of income, money actually doesn't make us any happier. But we need to be thinking more about How does this work with my time? Do I have the time to spend with my family, my friends, do the things that I want to do? Do I have the time to go to the gym, go for a walk, go for a run, like do all the self-care things? And then how does this actually impact things like happiness, things like your commute? Do you like the work environment? Do you like your boss? Do you like the people you're working with? Do you like the patients that you're seeing, the type of patients? If you're really passionate about young female athletes and you're getting a stream of 87-year-old Medicare patients with prolapse and incontinence, that's not going to be a great situation. Is there an opportunity for personal or professional growth where you want to be in the way that you want to grow? All of that stuff should be factoring into your definition of success, not just, oh, what's my take-home from this? Right. And this is something that we see a little bit in employees, but then also in people that are running their own business, where we hyper-focus on the number of patients we're seeing or the bottom line of the revenue that we're bringing in, but aren't actually factoring in, is this allowing me to spend more time with my kids or my family or 
run a 10K and train for that or whatever it is. Like there's things where we can get hyper-focused on the financial aspect, both as an employee as and an employer. We're going to dive into each of those in a little bit more here. But the danger with this, if you're not actively defining success for yourself, is that you're always going to have these moving goalposts. So you're always going to be comparing to what you had in the past or, you know, oh, what did I get last week? What was my raise last year? Your sister, Nicole, is a perfect example of this. When she was working as an attorney in a big firm, you know, she one year the company had a really great year and everybody got a really big bonus. And the next year the company had an okay year and her bonus was smaller. And honestly, both of those numbers were astronomical. There were a lot of zeros involved. But the second year she was pissed. Even though if you had been starting that job and been told like you were going to get this bonus, she would have been over the moon, right? But because it was less than it was the year before, she's now in a bad mood about it. When it's like, oh my gosh, just cash the check. (laughs) Fill up the swimming pool like Scrooge McDuck. Like you are, you know, you should be ecstatic about this. But she wasn't because of these moving goalposts. We'd set that goalpost really high and now all of a sudden you don't hit it the next year. And that gap is basically unhappiness. That's an unhappiness gap of falling short of your expectation. Right. And the key there is the moving goalpost part, right? So there is the tendency of, of people that we see that are running their own business where they're moving goalposts on the number of patients. So, And that can be even happening week to week where this week we see 10, the next week we see 12, the next week we see 15, the next week we see 20, then all of a sudden we see... 18 and it's like what's happening well three weeks ago you were at 10 so you know but those moving goalposts start to creep up with and if we don't catch ourselves then we can we're always going to be chasing something and we don't want to chase symptoms when we're treating patients and we certainly don't want to chase those arbitrary goals that we're setting for ourselves or not setting for ourselves, essentially. Your example was perfect there. When we see that a lot where it's like, oh, if I'm not setting a record in my business this week, it's a bad week. It's like, wait a second. This is where we take that step back as an entrepreneur. This is actually one of the cornerstones of our mentoring and coaching framework is defining success. And we think it's that important because if your immediate goal was 10 patients a week and now you're at 18 and you're mad because last week it was 20, we need to take a step back, reorient and say, wait, what was my definition of success? This is why we talk about literally having this, we'll talk about a takeaway at the end, having this written down, like an actual number that we can sit back and look at and say, hey, was this a successful week or not if you're an entrepreneur? And then I think the other thing too to think about in this case would be, well, and why was that your number in the first place? Because same thing when if you're an employee and you think that, let's just take $65,000, a salary per year for a full-time employee somewhere is what you're setting the success at because you're really, that's what you were offered. So then therefore that becomes your goalpost. Well, it's like, well, is that really what you need? Is that really, you know, so then all of a sudden if you get offered something that's less than that, you can be thinking, well, that's a huge problem, but is it really for you personally? And so that's where we also want you to make sure that you're looking at what your goal actually is and have a reason for that goal and that definition of success for yourself so that you're not arbitrarily using somebody else's external factors for what that means for you. Yes. We talk about this all the time. If, if people are asking us about, oh, what, you know, what the things I should think about as I'm looking into getting a job, 
We're talking about figuring out what your minimum viable pay is. And we don't want to minimize the financial impact of stuff because there is. It is important that you are being compensated, A, fairly for your region, and B, that you're making enough to support your lifestyle, your family, everything else that you actually need. But what a lot of people don't do is actually know what that number is going into their conversation where you should have an idea of, yeah, with my student loans and with my rent and with this, I'm going to need X amount. And if that's $65,000 and the person offers you sixty-five-five, it's like, cool, we hit that minimum. And so that's where, I mean, we don't want to neglect the fact that the financial is important, but once you've hit that minimum, now you can start choosing a position based on all those other things that are going to have a bigger impact on your happiness than an extra dollar an hour pay raise. And this is where we see people being, in our opinion, a little bit short-sighted of, oh, this place is going to pay an extra $500 a year. It's like, yeah, but that place is making you see patients twice an hour. Your paperwork time is going to be more. The boss is a jerk, and it's not the kind of patients that you want to work with. And you traded all of that for $500 extra a year. It's like, is that really life-changing money? And if it's already over your minimum, then the answer is probably no, it's not. You might use that, cool, I could pay down my student loan debt a little bit faster and pay it off in 28 years instead of 30, <laughs> right? But that's not life-changing. So that's where we say... Understand what your financial minimum is if you're an employee. And we'll talk about what this means for an entrepreneur as well. But find out what that financial minimum is and then think about all of those other factors with where you're working. Because you're going to have, if you pick the right place to work, it's going to be a springboard for the rest of your career. You're going to get to learn from the people you want to learn from and you know make the right choices on continuing education and being mentored there and all of those things that, that make a job a good job. The work environment, the people, the patient population, all of that stuff, we now have this sense of freedom that we get to choose our position based on that. So if you're considering, make sure that the financials work, the numbers have to work, but after that... You know, are we really chasing an extra dollar an hour or are we going to really choose the position that feels right and is going to make us happy long term? And then the other part for those of you guys who are in a job right now who are not thinking about leaving for whatever reason, it's also possible to maximize these factors in your current job. And that's something that's like really important to think about. Yeah. So that's something that you can talk to your boss about. That's something that you can get clear with yourself internally as well. I had this happen to me when I was working at the hospital-based system that I started out working at. I w- it was awesome, awesome, awesome for a while. And then I got started to get frustrated with a few things about, you know, all of the, you know, red tape that I had to go through just to get like one community education thing on pelvic health. There was a lot of things that started to frustrate me. And so I took a step back and actually my dad helped me to be like, what make this place work for you. And I looked into some stuff and I found out that they had a program where they sent people to Africa, right? So then we, I started to like work in that area and um, got asked to go to Africa. I got to go there twice on their dime. So that was a good example of, that was an intangible thing that wasn't part of my salary. It wasn't part of my numbers. It wasn't didn't affect anything else except for helping me to do something that was just cool and different and helped me to propel the career that I was really building in pelvic health. 
So absolutely. And there's other ways to do that as well within your current place of thinking about, are there things that would improve the work environment that are not going to affect the business side? And that's something you can talk about with your employer. You can work to kind of craft the job that you want within the constraints of where you are. So, you know, obviously if you're in a hospital system, like you're seeing the people who come into that system, but is there a way to get more of the people that you want on your schedule as opposed to somebody else's? Is there a way to fight for a longer initial evaluation, at least for those patients? Is there a way to streamline something that's frustrating you instead of just kicking back and saying like, oh, my manager sucks or the front desk is terrible? It's like, well, take a step back. Is there something that you can do about those things? Because at the end of the day, yes, that might not be your responsibility or your job, but it is your happiness. Like you're allowing that negative external environment to impact your happiness because you haven't made this definition of success your own. And so, yeah, if that's something that you can tweak something in your place of employment, if you can go to your boss and make something work, if you can just fix something that's bugging you, that is going to pay huge dividends overall and just like your happiness level. And, you know, we talk a little bit too about making sure that you want to see the patients you want to be seeing. So if you're working in an ortho place, you thought there was going to be more pelvic health there. You think you want to get into pelvic health and you like all of the other aspects of that job, then, you know, is it really worth it to go out and try to find a whole nother job or is, might you go to your boss and say, Hey, can I, start to market to get more pelvic health people and so that you're really crafting the type of patients that you want to be seeing in that setting if that tick that job ticks a lot of all the other boxes for you but i think the point of this whole podcast is that you have to have something for you that's in our opinion written down so that you do have boxes to check off it's not this just this arbitrary kind of ideal in your head that can get shifted by somebody else's idea of success. Yes, absolutely. So that's a great thought for those of you guys who are working someplace. And then honestly, if you try, this is the other part, is you kind of owe, I would say, your employer at least the opportunity to improve. So if there's something that's really bothering you about the place you're at and you haven't brought it up. That's on you. Right. Your employer cannot read your mind and is not going to understand when you're slamming the cabinet doors in the cafeteria. Acting all passive aggressive, right? Or getting pissed off at something that like just getting irritated at something that has nothing to do with what you're actually mad about, right? It's like, come on, that's on you to communicate with your with your boss about what is actually bothering you. So you have to figure it out first and then go to them with a calm mind and say, hey, I'm having a hard time with this and I'm hoping that you we can work together to help me to fix this problem so that I can feel happy here. And their response will give you a lot of clarity because if it's absolutely, I'm sorry, I didn't know you were feeling that way. Let's see what we can do. You know, your proposed thing isn't going to work from a business perspective, but let's brainstorm how we can fix that is a very different answer than sucks to be you sucks to be you (laughs) right because then it's going to suck to be your employer when you leave and then you know that's given you clarity of this isn't going to change is this something i can live with or not and then that's just the decision that you have to make and the same problem except magnified which is kind of what happens with when you own your own business you have the same problems they're just magnified everything's magnified but it's the same problem when you have your own business so we actually this is one of the very first things we talk about in our coaching 
is defining success for your business so that your business is working for you, you're not working for your business. And we almost got caught in this of just the, oh, what's next? What's growing? Like, hey, we need to put more time in. We need to put more effort. We're already working 60 hours a week. We need to be putting 80 in. Is it time to start a second location? We were bursting out of our current place and that seemed to be like, oh, that's just what people do, right? That's, oh, there's some prestige associated with that of having a multi-location cash clinic, right? So we started going down that path of thinking about that and, you know, oh, where are we going to put it? Okay, great. We'll have to put it at least 45 minutes away because we're already getting people from 45 minutes coming here. So we can't put it any closer than that. And then we just stopped for a second and thought like, does that really fit our mission? Does that fit what we want to do? Do we really want to be driving 45 minutes one way and then another 40 minutes the other to make sure that both of our clinics are running properly? Yeah. And then, you know, we had actually come to Jesus moment too, where we were like, well, if that's going to work, then we also have to make sure that the current clinic was working without us being there. And we did not feel confident that that was happening. And that was on us because we hadn't made it a bi- the able to work without us. And so then it's like, well, if we're going to open another location when we're not going to be there as often, that can't happen. That's like not a viable option. And so thank goodness, actually, that we had the foresight or I don't even know how we just decided to be like push pump the brakes and push pause and ask does that really fit the definition of success for us for us and the answer was no where it's like Nicole was really getting more into being able to help other people help other entrepreneurs help other people clinically with their you know clinical courses all of that stuff and and all of that would have been that would have been the opportunity cost that would have been unseen but there would be no chance that right. if we were running two places pelvic pt could, rising would literally not exist because pelvic sanity would have grown beyond where we really wanted it to and that would have taken all of our time so and frankly financially that would have been a good decision to have right if all we were doing was chasing the money first of all we wouldn't be in cash pt we would have gone to insurance based and there's a whole another podcast on all of that right where everybody thinks oh cash based means makes more money actually is no if you really wanted to make money you'd be insurance based and you get people in here every 30 minutes and you'd get high school aids and you'd do all that stuff but yeah it would have been financially much more lucrative to open a second location but that's just not where our passion was that was not our definition of success for ourselves but you can even feel for us the pull of those external expectations. Oh, that's just what you do. You have one successful clinic. Great. Let's make that two. Cool. Let's make that four. Hey, let's franchise them. All of that stuff. It's like, wait, do we really want to be doing that? And the answer for us was no. So it's always a real challenge. And one of the things that we talk about is just getting clear on what you need from your business, both in terms of financial stuff, in terms of time, and in terms of your happiness. So you know, if you want to be spending half of your time, half of your days, want to only be working three days a week and the rest home with your family, that's awesome. If you have kids and you want to be close to the school stuff so that you don't have to drive 45 minutes to their soccer game, like that's a thing. And if there's only a couple of locations in that that fit that, then you're guess what? You need to work at one of those two places. And you we've know? talked about that for our mentees where, oh, I really think that this area is it's up and growing. I think it would be a great place to put a clinic. It's like, yeah, I'm sure it would be. But does that fit your lifestyle? Do you really want to be driving 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back every day when you do want to be close to one of your big goals? of starting your own thing was to have more time with your family? 
the answer is that, then, okay, great. Well, then we know where we need to put our clinic, right? So it really starts when you get clear on this, it really helps to answer a lot of the other questions that come up. You just filter it back through this lens that you've already done. So decisions become a lot easier when you have that stuff defined, but that stuff to get defined is, is also really difficult. And it usually doesn't, I mean, unless you're single, it usually doesn't involve just you. It involves significant others. It involves family decisions. It involves you looking at a lot of things that sometimes aren't very fun to look at. So it, you got to do it, though. And that's why I think most people don't. And then they let other people dictate what that is. And then we have this terrible spiral of letting someone else dictate what your success is. And then sadness. Yes. <laughs> Ultimately, sadness. sadness. So our takeaway here, and I know this is, Nicole, I think you hit it on the head. It is hard. And a lot of people are uncomfortable talking about finances, uncomfortable looking at their own finances. Sometimes we just have to take that honest look at, and I would love if you guys are up for it, thinking about some of this stuff, write this actually down. What do you need financially? What does your family need from you financially? And what, how does that start to impact your decisions? And I think a lot of times, actually, it can be a little bit freeing when you say this. A couple of our mentees, when we did this, realized they didn't need to be seeing that many people a week. It's like, oh, I don't actually, my husband's got a great job and we've got medical benefits there and I need to be doing this and being home with the family. That's awesome. Defining that can be so freeing. And then like we were saying, you can compare your different opportunities and say, does that fit with this definition of success that I've made? So financially, what is success? Time freedom wise, what is success? How much time do you really want to be spending at the office? How much time do you really want to be working? All of that stuff really matters. And then finally, happiness-wise, what really kind of lights you up with some of this stuff? Do you hate sitting in the car, sitting in, if you're in California, sitting in traffic, commuting? Maybe you don't want to be a mobile business owner. Right. Think <laughs> like, about that on. kind of stuff, right? If you're happy as a little clam in the car, just listening to podcasts, great. You can work for somebody a little bit further away than somebody else. What do you really like in a work environment? And take a little bit of that time to do that introspective look. What at your current place is driving you crazy? What is getting in the way of your happiness right now? And what is working too? Because that is also a big deal. If a lot of those boxes are checked at your place and there's one big one that isn't, then you owe it to yourself to just talk to your boss about that because then you're going to, what's the phrase? Something about an apple cart. (laughs) Upset the apple cart. One bad apple spoils the barrel. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. Uh, If you got apples, make applesauce. I think it's like spill the apple cart or something. Upset the apple cart? Overturn the apple cart? Something. Basically, you F it all up, right? If you're going to try to... Wait, why are we doing the apples thing if all you wanted to say was F it all up? <laughs> I should have just said that. I was trying to make a cute analogy and then I didn't. I think it was a metaphor. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, bottom line is that you could be making a decision that is based not in like what you really want to be doing and you can just F it all up and try to change what you're doing when there's only really one thing at your place that is a problem. Yeah, guys, so if you follow that Apple analogy, we really want you to get to the core of what's going on. But honestly, (laughs) I really think this would be great is actually to find success for yourself. Write this stuff down. Share it with your significant other. This is a great thing to be doing together. 
if you want to send us a copy of it, we'd love to see it and talk about this stuff. Because I think that this is one of the most important, honestly, podcasts that we've had. If people are able to follow through on some of this stuff and actually define success, actually stick those goalposts into the ground, make them immovable until you decide to move them. But yeah. otherwise, we're going to be having, yeah, and th- that's the other great point is that this is not a forever thing. Like these things are going to change. This might be something you want to reevaluate annually. But you should be moving those goalposts and not anybody else for you. And they shouldn't take on a life of their own and just like get legs and start moving. Amen. So, guys, if you have any questions about this, always feel free to reach out. If you guys liked this episode, let us know. It was a little bit more lifey, a little bit more businessy. Um, that's all the stuff that we really like to talk about. But as always, you can reach out, tag us on Instagram if you guys are listening to this, rate the podcast, subscribe if you haven't done that already. All of those good things. Make sure you know when these are coming out again. And as always, let's keep this conversation going. And let's continue to rise. <laughs>